electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. WeWork took us on a wild ride. It is now official. Uh, we've been speculating about it for quite some time. WeWork filing for bankruptcy as it seeks a comprehensive reorg of its business, which will include cutting some of its leases. A real estate company disguised as a tech startup, holding on to long-term leases and turning them around for flexible short-term rentals. WeWork, the office space startup with a heinous balance sheet. It was always a risky proposition, made more so in an era of low interest rates and a growth at all costs mentality. We are ready for an IPO because we have our bond. We actually report on a quarterly yeah. basis You're regularly. Ready. You are ready. We work is always ready for an IPO. We will choose the right time to do it when it's correct for the mission of the company. What are you looking for? I want to elevate the world's consciousness. Adam Newman's particular blend of salesmanship, cult of personality, and huge risks. Cash burn didn't matter to anyone involved until, of course, it did. WeWork is garnering intense interest, but also more than a few questions about its business model. WeWork would come crashing down, not once, but twice. Now some are wondering, does Adam Newman return? Should he? This week on Tech Check, we dig into WeWork's final chapter. Who's left holding the bag after the implosion and if it really is the end? After Adam Newman, SoftBank was WeWork's biggest backer and perhaps the biggest catalyst behind its downfall. No SoftBank Vision Fund no, and no Masa to, to run it and give those enormous checks. And this is a different story. More than anyone else, they bought into his vision of WeWork as a tech startup, trying to revolutionize the office market. WeWork's strategy was to sign long-term leases on large properties, transform them into millennial-approved spaces with kombucha and beer on tap, and then run out to businesses or individuals on shorter timeframes. Everyone wanted a piece, from Benchmark to JP Morgan. Investors were clamoring over each other to get in. And the biggest of them all was SoftBank and its CEO, Masasan. He gave WeWork a massive cash infusion. It's SoftBank planning to invest an additional $2 billion in WeWork this year. That would bring its total investment to more than $10 billion. The value of the company at about $47 billion. It crowned WeWork as the most valuable startup in history at the time. That access gave the company the freedom to grow at a breakneck speed without thought of expenses or profitability. The long-term leases that WeWork picked up were at peak market prices, and they were even more expensive when people learned that SoftBank was picking up the bill, taking away any of WeWork's negotiating leverage. This is a real estate play. It's not even a technology play. A real estate play so that a lot of long-term real estate investors like Sam Zell have, have, have big, trashed. Have big debates about right. that. When WeWork finally opened up its finances to public scrutiny, gearing up for an IPO, it revealed widening losses and no path to profitability. When you look at it, you're just struck. Holy cow, are they losing money? They, they know how to lose money really well. That's like, what do they do? They lose money. As well as conflicts of interest around Adam Newman. $5.9 million payment that Adam Newman, the founder and CEO, received from the company in exchange for the trademark we. That's the stupidest and a long list of stupid things I've heard coming out of this. <laughs> Eventually, as the disasters kept piling up, the company's board pushed Newman out. And bearing the brunt of it, SoftBank. 
It reportedly agreed to pay Newman a $185 million consulting fee and lent him $430 million to refinance another loan. And now Newman could come out on top again. His personal loans are backed by his WeWork shares, so he could hypothetically never pay SoftBank back, and all they could do is seize his now worthless equity. You think in a borrowing relationship, the lender has the upper hand, but there is a tipping point where if you borrow enough, you have the advantage. And he had one major financier in SoftBank and billions of dollars at stake. As the pandemic and an office market bust kept adding to WeWork's crash, it has wiped out about $12 billion in SoftBank's equity value and has another $2.2 billion in debt still on the line. After Newman's ouster, the board in March of 2020 brought in a real estate veteran to save the company. Sandeep Mathrani will join the company after serving as the CEO of Brookfield Properties Retail Group. And he's got a tall order. WeWork's latest numbers showed that loss of one and a quarter billion dollars in the third quarter. That was more than they even made in revenue, which was less than a billion dollars. The WeWork occupancy rate has slid back to 2017 levels. His mandate, trim the fat, instill discipline, and bring order to a business that was perhaps realizing it was a real estate company after all. One month later, the pandemic torpedoed that, with offices around the globe empty. Needing another cash infusion, WeWork made another attempt to go public, touting its turnaround. It was slashing headcount, closing locations, and predicting a rapid return to offices after the pandemic. WeWork's new CEO even said it would become profitable in 2021. Some retail investors bought in. The stock popping more than 13% yesterday as the office sharing firm finally went public through a SPAC deal. But those promises would never come to fruition. It wouldn't come close to profitability, and instead it would lose another $4.4 billion that year. The market at some point said the emperor was wearing no clothes, and that's that just kind of seems how it all fell apart around that. A $9 billion SPAC for a company valued at less than $3 billion just a year earlier. We were continued to miss projection after projection as the office market never returned. Again, it pushed back its profitability to 2022 and still lost $2 billion that year. It forecasted 86% occupancy by late 2022. It reached only 75%. This was the new CEO in March of 2023, just eight months before the bankruptcy, still insisting WeWork wasn't a commercial office space company. It was sort of the WeWork moment. Uh... Uh, and so we're seeing, you know, tremendous demand for our space. Our occupancy is up, our revenues are up. We're put under the umbrella of commercial office. And the commercial office sector has been has been hit quite hard. Uh, but we are unlike commercial office. We actually antithesis to them because, like I said, we don't own the buildings uh, and we don't have to give concessions. And that's misunderstood. He stepped down two months later. And as the recovery never materialized, Chapter 11 was its only option, allowing it to walk away from those burdensome leases. And those retail investors who bought into its optimistic targets, they were left with a stock that's now lost almost 100% of its value. This WeWork, David, it was, it was an abomination that was just there to take people's money away. WeWork's bankruptcy will flood an already battered commercial office market with even more empty offices. As of June, it had 700 locations worldwide and was renting nearly 20 million square feet of office space across the U.S., more than any other single company. And many of them were in older buildings called Class B and Cs, which only add to their declining values. The WeWork effect is they occupied a lot of really unimproved, poorly prepared office buildings. And the fact that those get 
vacated, they get added to the overall percentage of vacancy, they're not really in the market. They're not competitive. Through bankruptcy, WeWork plans to exit 69 of its underperforming leases and continue renegotiating the leases for others. The company says it was able to renegotiate 590 leases before bankruptcy, saving about $12.7 billion in future rent payments. And now bankruptcy may give it even more leverage. It said at a court hearing that, quote, our financial creditors have made meaningful concessions and we expect our landlords to do the same. Another blow to the landlords who have been taking hits for years, many of whom agreed to lower rents from WeWork or weren't paid at all. WeWork reportedly owed almost $100 million in unpaid rent and lease termination fees to different real estate companies and property owners. It says it will dispute some of that in bankruptcy court. Of course, some of the landlords were the big beneficiaries of WeWork's initial spending when its rapid expansion drove up rent prices. But many property owners also took on debt to stay afloat and are still struggling to make payments in a higher rate environment. So what happens next and who should run WeWork? One option, a private equity player could come in and scoop up the scraps. I actually think that some private equity player is going to buy this out of bankruptcy and make a fortune. Someone who could ruthlessly restructure the company's costs get rid of locations that are unprofitable and renegotiate leases for others by either giving landlords a revenue share or just paying less rent. WeWork now has leverage because bankruptcy allows you to break leases. And after all of that, could WeWork work? Meanwhile, another player may be emerging and that's Adam Newman himself. In a statement he said, it has been challenging for me to watch from the sidelines and that with the right strategy and team, a reorganization will enable WeWork to emerge successfully. That could imply he's considering a return, perhaps organizing a group to buy the company out of bankruptcy. The question for WeWork's creditors, do you want a charismatic founder back in the seat with big ideas and costs that could accompany them? And what would Adam Newman do if he returns? Continue to spend beyond his means, growth at all costs, or could he use his big personality to cut the fat and renegotiate leases? It's a choice investors may soon have to make. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.